Today, Memorial Day 2020. I'd like to take this opportunity to remember and thank those that have and still do serve for our country. So thank you. Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, RMK. Ryan MK, that is. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at RMK Madness. See, I got a little ahead of myself there. Anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope all of you had a wonderful weekend, a wonderful holiday weekend, but a safe, safe and wonderful holiday weekend. Lots of people out at Lake Ozark. Getting in pools, hanging out, getting close. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, my weekend, uh, it wasn't bad, wasn't bad. I was uh, quite lazy, smoked a lot of weed, watched a lot of TV, particularly ridiculousness, something me and the wife enjoy, particularly when stoned, and the kids love it. They laugh their ass off at it, so... We enjoy the ridiculousness in the household. And yeah, other than that, what else did we do? I moved a TV to my garage. We'd seen some cheap TVs, decided, okay, because the kids one is kind of trashed. So we're like, we need to upgrade a little bit. And then we're going to take one of the TVs and put it in the garage. Now, we just upgraded the big TV because the other one fucking broke. But... I wanted to upgrade one of the little ones, and we did, and I basically wanted to do that because I wanted a fucking TV in the garage. That The garage is our smoke shack, okay? Don't smoke in the house. It's the garage, and it's nice out there. I mean, sometimes it gets a little hot. We've got some coolers to help with that, but it it, it needs more we need more entertainment out there. We got a dartboard, one of the mini kids pool tables, but I was like, we need a fucking TV out here. And mainly because I'm like, hey, if we do get football season, I don't want to have to miss football to go out and smoke a bowl. And furthermore, I don't want to have to use my pad to watch it because I did have to use to do that, unfortunately. Anyway, moving on. So, Got that done. Got a little TV in our garage now. It's nice. Did some writing on my my books. Did a little writing on my fantasy articles, my fantasy football stuff. So moving along, moving along. Pretty lazy. Went outside a few times. We got some. We we did a lot of relaxing and just chilling, basically. But then of course I'm constantly seeing stuff throughout the weekend that you know I have to talk about, particularly on the podcast. 
And so there's the all the people at the Lake Ozark and everybody out having a great time. Fine. Be safe about it. That's not being safe about it, but whatever. <laughs> but one of the things I read that very much interested me was these giant rats in New York City. Because the period of time, all the restaurants closed down and all that, the rats, they didn't have anywhere else to get food. So they started eating each other. They became cannibals. And it's created this new generation of rat that is like twice the size of a regular street rat. My wife made a good point. What the f- what phase of Jumanji is this? You, the, the pandemic, the, the murder hornets, now giant rats. Like, what's... What's next? It's crazy. And the reopening is bothering me because of all the people doing so without doing it safely. I got an argument on Reddit, and I should know better not to argue with people. Because the people that believe this is no big deal, they're not going to get their minds changed. Maybe if they have a loved one die from it, and they can say, you passed it on to them. You shouldn't have been out fucking around. Unless it gets to that point where it really truly hits home for them, they're not going to change the way they think. And even then they might not. They'll probably blame it on China or something. (laughs) I just don't understand why, why is it so wrong to be cautious? We're talking about a fucking pandemic. It's not like people are trying to be paranoid for no fucking reason. Do you not understand pandemics? Again, for those of you that don't, please go research them. Because all viruses mutate, okay? And depending on the mutations depends on what happens with the virus. Now, this is going to come back in the fall because it will, just like the fucking flu. And we don't still have a vaccine. So if it doesn't change all that much and it's like it is now, I'm sure we can find a way to manage it. But, I mean, assuming we're prepared, which up to this point, the government, America in general, not prepared, even though saw it coming from a fucking mile away. But what if it, the mutations do change it, make it more deadly? We're in a world of trouble, man. We are in a world of trouble in that instance. Particularly if people like this are going to keep going out and about and doing it unsafely. It's just going to be problems for the rest of us. Part of me is like, you know what? Screw them. Saw a very nice tweet on Twitter where this lady said, I hope they're right. For their sake, for everybody's sake, I hope they're right. Because I hate to think of how many people will get sick from, and it was in reference to the video going around of all the people like Ozark. And that's a very good point. For their sake, I hope they're right too. But the other part of me says, fuck them. Why fuck them? Well, let me explain that. Because they've had plenty of warnings, they've been told, and yet they're just ignoring shit. They are afraid their freedom is being taken away. So they want to go do whatever the fuck they want to do, Regardless of what anybody says, regardless of guidelines, um, CDC be damned. And it blows my fucking mind. I mean, not really. 
because I've come to expect fucking idiots here in America for some reason. And for some reason, we just get fucking stuck with them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really, I guess I don't know what to say about him anymore. I mean, come on, just look at facts. Look at the history of pandemics. Did you know Louisiana has more deaths from COVID than Katrina? Than Hurricane Katrina. Something that everybody came together and was like, oh, poor New Orleans. We got to fucking help New Orleans. Let's save New Orleans. COVID-19 killed more people in New Orleans than Hurricane Katrina did. But still, doesn't doesn't seem to hit people. But I guess for me, I mean, what else can I say? After the argument with the dude on Reddit, like, trying to explain this shit to him, and it's it's like he doesn't hear what I'm saying. What do you do with those people when they're not going to hear logic? We all just need to continue to be as safe as possible, do what we can, and hey, in the long run, things will work out the way they're going to work out, and hopefully not too terribly for these fucking idiots. <laughs> anyway. Apologies. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I, like, all these people out there in mass gatherings, like, why would you... I mean, come on, let's think about it. Public pools or pool pools in general, not the greatest places. Lots of bacteria there. <laughs> and now you're going to go during a pandemic. I ju- it just doesn't even seem logical. I just don't know how this is all going to work out. I hope that I'm that I'm wrong. That this isn't going to get worse. And I'm not even saying it's going to get worse. I'm just saying we should be more cautious than anything. Because it could. These mutations fuck up this virus, make it all sorts of scary. People don't understand that. The NFL. They've done a great job up to this point, I believe. But now they're saying they expect to have full stadiums. I do not understand how you can even think to expect right now, until there's a vaccine, to have full stadiums of fans. Maybe I'm missing something. Or maybe they're saying that now, but they know it's not going to fucking happen. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely, definitely an interesting situation we got going around the the world, the country, parts of the country, like I said, the NFL, there's just, states are different in what they're doing. I mean, it's just, what a fucking mess. (laughs) But anyway, welcome back to Miscellaneous Debris (laughs) Uh, with me, the Mad Chatter. So, We're going to take a quick break, we're going to get back, and I'm going to tell you what else I did this weekend, because I did watch, aside from ridiculousness, some pretty entertaining stuff. I'm going to get into a little bit of that, take a break from the kind of, you know, ranting and raving about reopening and COVID and Trumpers and all that shit. I know I get a lot into that in every episode, so today, a little light on that. But I hope everybody had a good weekend and a safe weekend. Glad you're back. Let's get ready for the week. We'll be back next segment with some good stuff. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That is right. That is right. That is right. That is right. So, welcome back. Welcome back. I did the little macho man sound because part of what I want to talk about is some professional wrestling. Now, 
If you're not a fan, feel free to skip ahead, do whatever you got to do. Um, just don't go around calling it fake. Predetermined, yes. It's not fake. If you really think it's fake, I advise you to go look into what it takes to be a professional wrestler. At one point in time, I actually wanted to do this. It was back when WWE had the FCW, the Florida Championship Wrestling gig, and basically that became NXT, what NXT is now. But before that, it was, well, kind of what it is now. It's a farming system. And you could go and do classes there and stuff like that. And I was training. I was getting into shape. I had been just watching old videos, studying, learning the lingo, all that stuff. Real tough profession, just going to say. So it does kind of suck when you hear people call it fake because it's really not even close to fake. <laughs> the winner is determined before it starts. That's about all you can say for it. Um, oh, I guess they're not always punching each other in the head at full force. But if you see these dudes slap each other, ow. Kick each other, ow. Like, they go at it pretty good. And I always loved WWE, and in, in large part because it was a thing that me and my dad were into. For those who don't know, I lost my father when I was 19. Um, I had just become a father myself. That's right. I was a teenage parent. And life was kind of crazy, but looking up, I had a little boy. I was about to graduate high school, and then I lost my dad. And it was kind of the beginning of the descent into my alcoholism. But I cherish those things that we used to do together. Uh, that's part of what I found fascinating about this uh, Michael Jordan documentary. My dad, being from Illinois, huge Bulls fan. And so he, I was there to watch all of those championships they won with my dad. And so same thing with wrestling. Really got into wrestling. And over the years, I kind of got out of it. And then I got back into it with the Attitude Era. And then I got out of it again. And then back into it. And I said I was going to stick around this time. But WWE just makes it so hard. Because you could just tell, if you're a wrestling fan, that Vince McMahon is losing his touch. He just is. He's getting too old. But he's too stubborn to hand over the reins. And the product is suffering because of it. Not to mention you look at stuff like the big Saudi Arabia deal, even though, hey, an American journalist was killed there, essentially by the Saudi government. But money talks, right? They do shady things like sign wrestlers from the independents and then no promises of on-screen time and ring time. No, just to take them away from the competition. I just, the more and more you think about it, and now... They're buddies with Trump, and now he's trying to buy back the XFL from bankruptcy. Like, this is fucking insane. i just not a fan. Morally, I just, I'm not down for Vince McMahon or what the W, I just can't do it. There's some good wrestlers there, entertaining wrestlers. Um, the product isn't what it used to be, though. And I'm just not down for giving those types of people my fucking money anymore. I'm just not doing it. Luckily, I found New Japan Pro Wrestling, which, if you like wrestling, is fantastic. They go at each other way harder than those dudes in WWE. And there's not as much, nearly as much, of that soap opera type bullshit. Just enough to help with the storylines. And then there's AEW. 
which has some guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling and from WWE. And this is the new, you know, American startup that's competing a little bit with WWE. Cody Rhodes being the main guy. And I really like this stuff too. Doing a great job with this new promotion. And hey, it's been in existence for a year. And the first year, I got to say, was some pretty awesome stuff. And that's what was going on this weekend. Saturday night, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It was fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot of good matches. Well, you had the uh, the nine-man ladder match. Then you had a television, or TNT television championship between Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer. You had the, the women's championship between Nyla Rose and Akira Shida. I think I said her. I always fuck up her name, Sheeta. I just call her Sheeta because I always mess up. Then you had John Moxley versus Brody Lee, who WWE fans would know as Lee, Luke Harper. And John Moxley obviously used to be Dean Ambrose. And they went head to head for the AEW world title. And then to cap it all off was this insane, and I do mean insane, match, what they called a stadium stampede. And it was. The good guy group versus the bad guy group. And it was five on five. And holy shiitake. <laughs> they beat the hell out of each other all around that Jaguars football stadium. They were throwing each other in pools. <laughs> One part they were trying to drown Matt Hardy. And then he kept going. Every time they pull him up, he'd be a different version of Matt Hardy from throughout his wrestling career. Which was fantastic if you're a fan of Matt Hardy. A lot of fun. Hangman Page rode in on a horse. There was a bar fight. They actually, Jack's, well, no, it used to be Jack Swagger. Jake Hager, I apologize. <laughs> I have not even made, that's the first time I made that mistake since he showed up on AEW TV, which is crazy. But he took Hangman Page and just dragged him across the bar, knocking all the drinks off, you know, like you see in Westerns. Just a fun match, man. It was a lot of fun. At one point, the referees pulling out flags like, hey, you can't do that. Chris Jericho gets a two count. He thinks it's a three count. He starts arguing with the ref, pulls out the red challenge flag, says, I want to go to video review. I want to go to, that was a three count. So there was a lot of action in that match, a lot of comedy. It was just all around fun. It was a fun match. But I think my favorite was the very first match, which was the nine-man ladder match. And I just suggest, highly suggest, going back and watching any ladder matches. Because <laughs> I love them. I know WWE just had their pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. Um, but I didn't bother. I also didn't bother with WrestleMania, even though I heard there was a few really good matches. Particularly that uh, Boneyard match with Undertaker and AJ Styles, I heard was really good. But uh, I just, I said, eh, maybe I'll check it out. But I haven't. I just don't care. I'm over WWE. And honestly, I don't want to give them my support, my money, nothing. They're real pieces of fucking work over there. My opinion. So they've lost a fan in me. And I don't really care. <laughs> but AEW, this was a lot of fun. And the ladder match, whoo. You had Darby Allen out there. Jumping from on top of the ladder with a skateboard. The guy moved. So he ended up just crashing into another ladder. Orange Cassidy had some really good moments. That was fun. I always love Orange Cassidy. Seeing him do some work. The mystery opponent, the or the mystery competitor, turned out to be 
none other than Brian Cage, who did end up winning the match. And this ladder match had a big giant poker chip hanging above the ring. And that was essentially your contract for a world title shot. And Brian Cage took it home. He showed up. First match. Surprised everybody. Was destroying everybody. Till they piled like a million fucking ladders on him. He got out of that. Ended up winning the fucking thing. So we're going to all look forward to John Moxley versus Brian Cage. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a good, fun wrestling night. And if you're a fan of professional wrestling. Or even just mildly. Or you used to be. I highly suggest. Especially because WWE sucks. And New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't doing anything right now. They're laying low. So I highly suggest checking out the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. You could probably get it for a decent price on, like, the Fight TV app, something like that. Because it's a replay. You're not watching it live. You should be able to get it a little bit cheaper. But I highly suggest it. Another thing that happened this weekend, continuing on with the sports world, was the match. Which was Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, versus Peyton Manning. Tiger Woods. Now, I really don't give two shits about golf for the most part. When Tiger was playing, and he was in his prime, really rolling out there, I would tune in occasionally to watch, because it was kind of exciting. I'm with everybody else. He was an exciting new young golfer, and black. Black dude. You can't look past that. He's got a black dude out here kicking everybody's ass in golf. That was fantastic. So it's good. I've always enjoyed Tiger. So it was nice to see him out there. Phil looked like they were having a good time. Yeah, the two quarterbacks who big rivals throughout their NFL careers. I just love me some Peyton Manning. He cracks me up. He's out there in that pink shirt, sinking putts. I kept wondering if he had maybe a few drinks. <laughs> when my podcast pointed out, he was a little red face. Yeah. Looking back. Tom Brady ripping his pants, not knowing where he's supposed to get the but the one part where they're like, hey, go to the red line. He's like, I don't see the red line. <laughs> uh, he's kind of a goof, huh? But you know what? I enjoyed it. It was it was it was more interesting than just normal golf. It was fun seeing some of the banter. Peyton Manning makes me laugh. Charles Barkley being involved made it even better. Cause he just let me tell you something. Let, 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 no, no, Tom. Tom, let me tell you something, Tom. Let me tell you something, Tom. Gotta love Chuck Barkley. So that was a lot of fun, you know? It's just nice to see. The the thing with this is I didn't even care, again, about golf. And I don't care who won. I'm glad a bunch of money was raised for charity. And it was nice to see, you know, the entertaining aspect of it. In that, you know, it's these two rival football players playing golf with rival golfers. And it was fun. But it was nice to see some of that, you know. It gives you a little sense of normalcy. And you know, it's going to be a while, a long while, before we get back to complete normalcy. But at least, you know, stuff like this. A fun wrestling pay-per-view. A crazy, interesting golf match. Stuff like this helps, man. It just does. It helps. It helps us keep going. Because, well, you know, for a lot of us, we're just hanging out right now, doing nothing. So, this is highly beneficial to have stuff to watch. And even if you are working in things like that, still, you know, 
We just need things to help pass the time. Safe things. <laughs> TV is a pretty fucking safe thing, I must say. Anyway, that's what I got for you concerning uh, my weekend and what I did there. Like I said, lots of smoking some ganj and uh, watching some ridiculousness and Legos with the boys. And, uh, and then, obviously, Saturday night did the AEW pay-per-view. And then Sunday watched uh, most of the golf thing. So we had, a, uh, we had a fun weekend. Monday we didn't do shit. <laughs> I did some laundry yesterday. I did uh, some dishes, got some stuff down around the house, rode some bikes outside, but not much, not much, just chillaxing. And hey, here we go, we're Tuesday, we're getting back into the week, so let's keep it rolling and let's hope it's a good one. Quick break, I'll be back, we're going to close up the show. Close up the pod, so just hang on a second, and I'll be back with you. Sorry, I really dig that. <laughs> that vi- villainous piano theme. Quite like it. So before we get out of here, I've been talking about for a few episodes about discussing a little board game, so I just thought I would just get into it a little bit. Board games. I love them. Lots of people talk shit on them, but they can be a lot of fun, and they're great when you're stoned. Hell, I'll give it to you this. I may not drink, but they're great when you're drinking. It's a good thing to pass the time, and they can be a lot of fun if you get the right games. My wife and I, we love them. We play them as often as we can. We used to have game nights at our place when we lived in Iowa all the time. But, uh, yeah, haven't got enough people together out here for that. <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to right now, really, anyway. Social distancing. I remember I did see a funny uh, little video on, I believe it was Twitter, maybe Reddit. But a few different people, and they're sitting there, bandanas covering their face, and they're playing cards, and then it shows a long view of the table and they're they're six feet apart it's a long ass table one's at one end one's at the other end one sitting in the middle pretty entertaining but anyway my wife and i we over we own over a hundred board games now i need to take a picture put this shit up on twitter so everybody can see it because there's a fucking shit ton okay but yeah, it, it's just something we do. I mean, I, I was into board games and she was into board games before we even met each other. And then we got together and it's like, oh, hey, we each have board games and let's continue to add to the collection. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit of a top five when it comes to board games. Now, I'm not going to do this as like a countdown because I couldn't make up my mind where to put certain games and what spots. I just, <laughs> I could not do it so you know what i'm gonna fuck it i'm gonna go ahead and put them in order okay here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do we're gonna put them in order number five one of my favorite board games atmosphere if you've not played this it's like a horror game and you use a dvd with it and you basically it's a pretty easy game you gotta go around and collect all the keys that there's like six key different colored keys you got to collect one of every color and get to the hub in the center of the thing but the the trick to the game is all the while 
there's a counter going because you got an hour to win this game. And while you're playing on the video screen, it just looks like hell. It looks like hell. It's, it, there's lava and mountains and storms. And then every once in a while, this hooded creature pops up. Looks almost like Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. Wrinkled, ugly skin, black cloak. Kind of looks like that. And he pops up and he just starts talking shit. Giving people shit to do. Taking people's turns away. <laughs> and it's a blast. Particularly if you play at night. Turn off the lights. Put on some candles. Get really fucked up and play this game. It's a blast. So number five. Atmosphere. Now, number four. Is one of my favorite games of all time. And that would be Cards Against Humanity. Now you think I have this. You may think I have this low on the list. And it kind of is. But it is a fantastic game. And part of it is because you got to get so many people together, really, is the thing, is to make it fun. And it's so really, it's one of those things where you kind of don't get to play it only a few times a year because it's really great for, like, family reunions, big, huge get-togethers, which, obviously, you shouldn't be doing for a while. <laughs> but... That's why it's a little bit lower on the list than... Uh, this was one of my problems. Was where do I put Cards Against Humanity? Because I love this game. But it's the fact that to really get the most out of this game and have the most fun and entertainment, you really need as many people as you can get. And sometimes that's hard to do. Sometimes that's hard to do. Mm. Number three. Number three... I have to go with categories because this game is fucking awesome. I actually had never played this game until I got with my wife. She was a big fan of it, and it has become one of my favorite games. And basically, everybody gets a list, the same list, and then you roll the die to decide on a letter. A many-sided die with lots of letters on it. And based on what letter it is, you go through this list and you have to write down an answer for every, for all 10, 12, I think it is, 12 items. And it has to start with the letter that was rolled. And it'll be like things that are black or things at school, stuff like that. And this game is a blast. Again, more people, but it's fun enough, just a couple people. It, the scoring is obviously a little weird because you're trying to get stuff that not other people are getting. So when you're playing just two people, it's like, well, the points are pretty basic because it's like whatever you don't get is points for me. And I'm probably doing a terrible job of explaining this, but just check it out. Categories. <laughs> Number two. You know what? I should have expanded this to six. There's way too many games that I like. <laughs> We'll go number two. All of the games that are made by the people who make um, Exploding Kittens. <laughs> I love these games. It's Exploding Kittens, Bears versus Babies, and You've Got Crabs. I don't know if there's any more, but uh, they're all card games, and they're all very interesting. Exploding Kittens is a blast. Pe most people have probably heard of that one. But then they, they've created Bears versus Babies, which is is phenomenal. All I can say is it's a card game and you have to create monsters to take down babies. That's all I could that's that's all I got to say. Just check it out. And then you've got 
you've got crabs, which this game is probably the most fun, but you have to have at least four people to do it. So can get a little bit tricky. Again, trying to get people together, especially in these times. Because you can't. You got to be safe. <sighs> Jesus. Number one. Number one. My number one goes to a game that uh, my, my good friends, Caleb and Liz, introduced me and my wife to a few years back. They used to be part of our game night. And one night, we went over there for game night. And they said, we're going to play this. And after explaining the rules, I was like, oh, fuck me. This game is going to suck. Suck it did not. This game is called Catan. It is one of my favorite games. I mean, it probably is my number one. This game is fantastic, and you've heard me talk about it on the show. And it's a little Monopoly-ish, as in you have to build towns and stuff, but you also have to build roads. And you have to collect resources like wheat and brick and would you have to collect the resources to build these things and depend and every time you build a certain something you get a victory point it's like first to like 10 victory points wins but it's a really fun game that came out with a dice version of it which my wife and i play quite often uh because it's a little bit faster than the board game version and the board game version you need three people whereas the dice game you can just play with two so really fun game Catan numero uno but I would like to throw out an honorable mention to some of my favorite games that didn't quite make the list, but are right there. Boggle, Yahtzee, Battleship. These are some of my favorites. They're classics. I love them. But just didn't quite make the list, because I had to put Atmosphere on that, because that shit is just fun. Like I said, Cards Against Humanity is one of the top games. Gotta roll with that. Scategories, boom. Wife introduced me to it, loved it. All the games by the people who did Exploding Kittens. The Exploding Kittens franchise. Boom. At number two. And then you got your number one. Catan. I love me some board games. So I'm sorry if (laughs) most of the people who listen to this were like, you know, he's been talking a lot of Corona and COVID and stuff like that and Trump. And he's talked about some other UFOs and shit. He spent this whole episode talking about wrestling and board games. Apologies. Tune into the next one. I assure you it'll be more your style. <laughs> or not. Because you know what? It's my podcast. This is Miscellaneous Debris. And it's miscellaneous. I talk whatever the fuck I want to talk about. So, kaboom. <laughs> anyway. I think we'll call it good for now. We'll call it good for now. You know what we are going to do next week? Speaking of UFOs and shit like that. Next episode, we are going to talk some Skinwalker Ranch. Because I've been watching this show on the History Channel. And it's been cool. It's been fun. It's been interesting. But I think tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to go back and watch the Skinwalker Ranch documentary. It's on Netflix or Hulu. One of the two. Maybe both. Check it out now. Really good stuff. So we're going to get into a little Skinwalker Ranch chatter on next episode. But for now, we're going to call it good. Again, Hope you had a wonderful and safe weekend. Hopefully, you have a wonderful and safe week ahead. We'll chat again at the end of the week. Don't forget to follow me at RMK Madness on Twitter for more content, on Instagram for really nothing, to be honest. I don't do a whole lot on there. 
<laughs> I'm going to try to get back into doing I'm going to I'm going to try and do a little more on the Instagram, but it's really not my thing. I stick with the Twitter. But once again, this has been the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. I'm the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me today. And we'll chatter again soon. Peace out!